0: got it yeah that's what i was asking that didn't that didn't sound like what you thought that would have sounded like because it sounded to me like you were playing with something
1: i think my mic's tight now it shouldn't we shouldn't have any issues i don't have to touch it anymore
2: Welcome back to another episode of the face for wrestling video podcast as always i'm waldo i'm the Matt. and i'm dr the wife how's it going matt
1: it's going good uh, it was really good to sit down and watch some wrestling i feel like it's been a while i know we just watched the last one but like two episodes back to back for me is pretty good so i'm i'm feeling really good about wrestling right now how about you dr the wife
0: uh, everything's going good again. Same, same, with you. I've got back into watching the shows again, and um, I'm having fun watching them. They're, they're entertaining. I was uh, really intrigued about this particular one that we're about to review, so I can't wait to, to share my thoughts about it. <laughs> How about you, Waldo?
2: I've been having a blast trying to keep up with wrestling. Unfortunately, where I'm at right now, the plague has kind of goofed everything up. Uh, for those of you that follow Alpha on the twatter, the, her promotion, Serious actually had to take a break until 2021 i believe like they just you know yeah they just gave up on the year
1: i mean it's better to kind of i think restart at this point anyways especially if you're a small company and you can afford to do it
2: yeah i'm ready for this plague crap to go away see we've
1: been fortunate we've had thunder roses mission pro here to watch soon
2: soon We're back at Shinkiba First Ring on January 2nd for Startup's first show in 2019 as we make our way to their anniversary show. With an attendance of 375, we have a pretty quick show starting the year off with a three-way match, a 301 handicap match, a tag team match, a triple tag match, and the main event where teams of five strive to survive. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fitting, right? This episode comes out on December the 9th hopefully. And that'll be right after the Fed does their Survivor Series. And for those of us that are kind of on the older side of things, we remember when Survivor Series was the Thanksgiving show.
1: (laughs) It's actually, they're doing it close this year. They're doing it, it's this Sunday and Thanksgiving follows the Thursday after.
2: After the last show, I realized that I might want to try to stick to typing my notes. It takes a little longer since I still hunt and peck on the keyboard, but at least I won't have to figure out who's throwing bowls of soup around this show. So no trying to decipher
1: your own speak?
2: No, I just try to learn how to read again. That might be tougher. Matt is going to have his work cut out for him on this show as there are six debuts to our series and one return.
1: Yeah, this is the first time we've done this since taking over Stardom, but we used to do it all the time when we had the NXT episodes. We had the first ever noob news report for Stardom as we have six debuting wrestlers for our timeline in Alex Gracia, Saya Aida, Viper, Sadie Gibbs, Jamie Hayter, and Bobby Tyler. So we're going to do things a little bit different since we're on a new program and doing it different here. I'm going to go ahead and go over all six of them here at the beginning instead of doing them during the matches, and we'll kind of see how this format works. Let us know in the comments below if you like it this way or if you'd rather just bring it up during the matches. So starting off the night, we have Alex Gracia from San Antonio, Texas. She debuted in 2018, so at this point, she's only been wrestling about a year. She trained at the Texas Wrestling Academy, as well as Reality of Wrestling. Um, Texas Wrestling Academy is was the place where Daniel Bryan trained, Hernandez, Kendrick, and London. It used to be known as um, the Shawn Michaels School, um, but by the time she got there, it was no longer that, and is the Texas Wrestling Texas Wrestling, Wrestling. We're going Southern, Southern, and Reality of Wrestling, of course, is Booker T's Wrestling School. She, at this point, has not wrestled a lot. She's done some stuff for Shine. She's done some stuff for Reality of Wrestling. That's really all the information we have on her at this point up to this story. Saya Aida, or Little Saya, or Gorilla, depending on which way you know her. I found two bits of information here. Are you ready for these two bits of information? Go on. She's 21, and she trained in the Stardom Dojo. Good for you. (laughs) I only bring up the 21 because apparently, as I was looking her up, nobody could give a lot of information prior to... But they all point out the fact that for Joshi Wrestling, she's starting kind of late. Like usually, you know, you start at 12, 13 or whatever, and she didn't get into it until she was 21. Viper, on the other hand, is Scottish. This is her 10th year wrestling. She debuted at the age of 18 for the Scottish Wrestling Alliance. She did some wrestling in TNA in 2014. In January of 2016, she actually moved to Japan and joined Odeotai. So this is not a debut for her it's a return
2: but it's her debut in our timeline
1: it's our yeah so in 2017 she did another stardom tour as well as worked the May Young Classic for the Fed and of August of 2017 she actually won the Artist Belts in Queen's Quest with EO and Azuki which for me is a weird thing to say cuz i forget constantly that Azuki used to be in QQ and go by the name HCK but that's the information we kind of have up on her up to this point she's won Numerous belts all over England, Scotland, all the... Like, if there was a woman's belt in Europe at some point, she's won it. She's she's traveled, is what I'm getting at. The next up, we have Sadie Gibbs, an English wrestler, a former gymnast, and a pole vaulter. And hers was even harder to find. She either debuted in 2015 or 2017. Depends on what site you you check. And I even watched as much as I could of a Vicky Guerrero podcast where Sadie was on and she still didn't really ever say when she debuted. So I no clue on that one. Uh the next person is Bobby Tyler. I have two bits of information of her. Are you ready? Okay. She's English and she debuted in 2016.
2: Again, well done, Matt. <laughs> These
1: are hard people to find. We thought finding Japanese wrestling information was tough. Try finding British information. It seems impossible. And last but not least, we have Jamie Hayter, who is also not making her debut for Stardom here, but this is a return to Stardom and a debut for us. She is English, has been wrestling since 2015. She was considered the ace of Eve Pro Wrestling in Europe for Pro Wrestling Eve, and she actually debuted in mid-2018 for Stardom in the five-star Grand Prix, and this is her coming back after having, you know, she finished the tour for the Grand Prix, gone a couple months, and now she's back. And she, like Viper, has pretty much won. If if there's a women's belt in Europe, she's won it at this point.
2: Yeah, I think that covers just about everything. Are we missing anything else for this show prior to going into it?
1: No, I think that's it. Like I said, it was a lot of... I I spent way more time on this research than it maybe seems like I did. (laughs) I I legit sat here and listened to a two-hour Vicky Guerrero podcast, which helped you guys, but I did it for the fans. I'm sure she's a lovely person in real life, but I never want to do that again.
2: So going from that awesome display of research ability that you have, Matt.
1: Yeah, and I'm not looking forward
2: because I know more's coming. I have a strange question for you. What's that? Did we accidentally review a Mission Pro Wrestling show by mistake on this episode?
1: There are a lot of Mission
2: Pro stuff happening in this show. Our first match is a triple threat with Natsuko Kaori and alex gracia matt yep i know that we usually have you do all the promos and everything like that
1: are you just gonna try to take my promo away from me
2: now hear me out hear me out okay and i know that we have dr the wife here and that she usually covers the promos of mighty apache for us Uh huh. but i'm gonna start this first interview off with a slight twist for the both of y'all okay okay dr my wife What can you tell us about the 2015 Texas A&M alumni in this match? Giggum. Wait, wait, what? (laughs) Who? Alex Gracia, class of 2015.
0: Wow, I didn't know that. She's a fellow Aggie. Gig'em, girl.
1: Yeah, she actually has her degree in sports broadcasting and actually did a little bit of, like, she actually worked for a news station for a bit and decided she wanted to be a wrestler.
2: Good for her. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay there, yeah punch him in the face with that big old gigam ring
0: (laughs) that's what i was about to say i want to see that ring gigam
1: So we shoot to the back, and we start off with a promo from Alex Gracia, who says, Hey, Stardom World, it's the Pink Dream, and I'm so excited to spend 2019 with you. This is my first time in Tokyo, Japan. Don't think she needed to add the Japan there. And I'm really looking forward to bring Pink to your world. I don't know what that means.
2: I will say this. This is the first interview in Stardom that us rednecks here completely understood
1: oh no yeah it was totally in english and i was happy and she has a good delivery like i said i'm joking about not needing you don't have to say tokyo japan you can just say tokyo but it was a fairly decent promo for her first one in a foreign world so no complaints
0: okay well that's that's good to know because i wasn't even i didn't realize that when i was watching it
1: we then have kaori who says happy new year's The first startup match of the year is a three-way. I'm good at these things, so I'll get a win to start the year. Let's go, jungle jungle. (laughs) All right. Yep. And then Natsuko, who, by the way, I think this is the first time we've seen her happy in any of our coverage of her so far, says, it's 2019, happy new years. It's January 2nd, and it's a three-way match. I want to win and get momentum in 2019 and make it the year of Natsuko
2: doesn't this match seem like a gang up on Alex? She has two Jan members going up against her.
1: Yeah, I thought that as soon as I saw the, the, the little preview for it, I'm like, this doesn't seem like a three-way match. It seems like Jan versus Alex.
0: So I just thought of this. You know how they threw her pink streamers? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the wrong color?
2: Should be slightly more, more maroon. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Old ref is in the ring, and he kicks off this triple threat. As soon as the bell rings, all three ladies go to work in the crowd. And still surprising to us, they are in for it.
1: I have to say, I was a little surprised by as much love as Alex is getting, considering this is her debut. But there's actually three or four people yelling her name.
2: I'm going to splice in the sound here, but it kind of sounds like the crowd is saying Attica. Maybe,
1: Maybe? <laughs> they're just old fans of old Pacino movies.
2: I guess it did, That's what it sounded like to me. The, uh, these are the advantages of having bad hearing. Sometimes I just hear what I want to hear.
1: <laughs> I think, like I said, I think this is why I used to get her name confused though. Cause I, I, I didn't hear Attica, but I legit thought they were saying Alexa. And I called her Alexa for a long time because I was just used to hearing it from the the fans
2: that actually cheer her on. First, triple collar and elbow lockup since we've started the Face for Wrestling channel. (laughs) Right? Every episode, something new. Then this goes into our first triple test of strength, which sees the Jan members double team up on Alex.
1: We got that teamwork right out the gate.
2: They toss her into the ropes and look to be going for a double clothesline. But Kaori gets in a sneaky roll-up attempt onto Natsuko and it gets the crowd to booing. Boy, they were quick to boo this one. Betrayal. They start to argue with each other, and Kayori grabs Alex's arm to clothesline Natsuko. Kiori grabs Natsuko by the chin for Alex to come in with the dropkick to her chest. Kiori points to Alex for her to do the same, and as Kayori goes in for the dropkick, she lays out Alex. Deception? Or betrayal. And again, it gets boos from the crowd, and they are strong tonight. But Kaori takes advantage of the situation, but gets stopped by Natsuko with a tough-looking shoulder block. Off the ropes, and Alex is able to take down Natsuko with a crossbody, but it doesn't get the three as Kaori's in to break it up. Snapmare from Kaori to Alex into the corner as Kaori stands on top of her to taunt the crowd. Isn't she supposed to be face?
1: Yeah, I don't know. She's been getting booze in most of the reviews that we watch, because she's just, I guess, naturally a heel. But I like this spot because she starts taunting the crowd and like, meh, yeah, And then she tries it on Old Ref,
2: who has none of it. <laughs> Sold nothing. Yeah, no. The most gentle clavicle chops ever from Kaori and into the Indian Triple H move thingy. Yes. While Kaori is taunting, Natsuko comes in and puts her in the torque wrench while she has Alex still in the hold.
1: Yeah, this is a nice double submission spot.
2: Question for you. Yes. If Alex were to tap here, who gets the win?
1: Uh, we, I think we've covered this in a previous episode. I don't know.
2: It doesn't look like it matters, as Old Ref isn't given any shits about her and focuses only on Kaori to ask if she's given up.
0: It made me think of um, another character that would say, Does it doesn't matter what you think when you just said that the ref doesn't care.
2: But it's Old Ref, so he would just say, it doesn't matter. He <laughs> just wags the finger at them. <laughs>
1: No, that's race car ref's gimmick.
2: Oh, don't worry. His gimmick's coming tonight. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Natsuko lets it go, and Irish whips them both into the corner. As she's charging to body splash them, Alex and Kaori both get out of the way, and Kaori tries for another roll-up, and then we get a series of roll-ups. Kaori tosses Natsuko off the ropes, but Natsuko was ready with a spear in return. As Kaori is leaning against the ropes, Alex manages to get in a 979. The Area Code to College Station, you nitwits. <laughs> <laughs> Natsuko barely breaks up the pin and lays out Alex as a receipt. Kerry comes in with a flying back body drop on top of Alex as Natsuko moved. But Natsuko, not to be outdone, lays one in on her own on top of them both. With Alex out in the middle of the ring, Natsuko is able to go up top and hit the frog splash for the three and 456. Post-match... Natsuko thanks the crowd and is heading to the back when someone enters the ring. Who is this, Matt? Well, helpful
1: subtitle guy allows us to know it's stardom trainee, Saya Aida, who says, Natsuko san, I'd like to fight you. Please fight me at Korakuren Hall. Natsuko says, At Korakuren Hall, it'll be your debut, right? Hmm, me. I'm happy. Thank you for choosing me. But you'll regret your choice. Are you ready? And Saya says the regret will be Natsuko's. I will absolutely win. I look forward to meeting you. Natsuko says I don't like your tone, and you better not forget it. But then they shake hands and bow to each other. Very respectful hatred. Yeah, it's an it, interesting way to make a debut.
2: I can foresee possibly some big things for Gorilla here. Little things. Little little things. Little things. There may be a bigger one in the future. <laughs> taller (laughs) a fun and short opener giving us two debuts as we head into the new year for stardom alex is still an actual rookie here and hasn't quite been wrestling a year yet i think we're at like 10 months of her career so far yeah something like that so not a bad showing for her as she took some hard-looking hits from Natsuko too yeah up next is the epitome of handicap matches as the sisters of hanan hina and Rena go up against a returning viper I hate to guess on the outcome of a match before the bell rings, but I'd be willing to bet that the sisters might have their hands full on this one.
1: A little bit. Uh, so we shoot to the back and Hanan says, today is our first match of 2019. And Rena says today we face Viper in a three versus one match. We've planned some strategy. Now let's work together. Let's go. Oh, why didn't Hina get to talk? I don't know. And Rena talked more than Hanan. Like I said, I think it's. We kind of touched on it a little bit in the last episode. I think there might be big plans more for Rena than the other two sisters. Maybe. We then shoot to Viper, who says, I'm so happy to be back. I got a shiny new belt, and I'm happy with QQ. Today, I'm wrestling three kids, but they're hardworking kids, so I'm not taking it for granted because they're going to be hitting me hard, and it'll be a fun match.
2: I'm not going to lie, Matt. I couldn't understand much of what Viper was saying here.
1: (laughs) I assumed you wouldn't. She is very, very, very Scottish. And you have a hard time with Scottish accents for some reason.
2: This must be what people thought of me when I spoke up north.
1: (laughs) That's what they think of you when you speak anywhere.
2: She has the SWA, which is the Stardom World Alliance, and the pro wrestling Eve title with her, and points out that the Eve title is a recent addition. Matt, any notes on the Eve title for us? Viper has it. Thank you. Well, it looks like Viper beat me to the punch this episode on sneaking in death metal. Does anybody have any idea who this is?
1: That theme song was dope.
2: I like her theme, but I can't place it or really even find it. Leave a comment below if you know who made this music.
1: Yeah, we'd like a copy of it. It was a really good theme song.
2: Viper must have been away for a bit because she didn't get any streamers. And the debuting for the first time, Alex Gracia did.
1: But I think we talked about that also in the last episode. If you're a foreigner in a hill, you're not getting them streamers, man. Oh, that may be it too. Yeah. So we get a nice little intro here where the sisters refuse to shake Viper's hand. So you hear Viper loudly exclaim, oh, we got some badasses over here. They then try to decide which sister is going to start first. Hannon agrees to start. Then Hina says, no, I'll start. And then Rena agrees to start. So the other two sisters say, okay, have at it. And Rena immediately regrets
2: her decision. We get some quick tag in and outs, some elbows here and there. And Viper starts kicking the shit out of people. We finally get Hanan back into the ring. <laughs> Hanan starts with a drop kick before going to the elbows, and Viper knocks her down too. Another change out, and Rena tries the same thing. Hina tries for a cross body tackle and Viper just catches her. I mean, did you think anything else was gonna happen here? No. Rena, being very sisterly, drop kicks her own sister to try to knock down Viper. Rena, visibly confused while Hanin sneaks in. Setting herself down on the mat behind Viper, Hanan is there to help Rena get Viper off her feet. All three sisters try to pin her. Doesn't even get a one. No, not even close. The sisters start taunting Viper into chasing them around the ring, and Hanen manages to get Viper to stick her head through the ropes to chase her. Hina and Rina are right behind her to get a nice little taunting spot in, and Viper starts issuing receipts for the troubles. Hina and Rina are still in, and they hit a couple of dropkicks to put Viper onto the mat finally. They have Viper in the corner, and they try to Scottish whip her into the other one. Ineffective, as Viper decides otherwise. All three sisters are stacked in the corner as Viper comes in for a car crash. Hina and Rena duck out of the way and let Hanan take it by herself. She is the oldest, so why not, right? Right, it's fair. Hina is quick enough to get the roll up attempt on Viper, but nope, Rena tries to help. Nope. (laughs) Double arm bar number four from Hina and Rena as Hanan tries to use it as an opportunity to pin as well. Still, nope. Hina and Rena do some running around to try to confuse Viper, but Rena messes up and gets caught by her. Haunted tries to get some digs in, and Viper has all three sisters laying in the corner as she picks up some steam and barrel rolls into them. Viper's back up, and she power slams all three sisters individually. They end up sitting up right next to each other on the mat, and Viper comes off the ropes to hit a flying crossbody on all three for the triple pin at 4'11". I kind of wish this was the opener. It was another short match that was fun to watch. You kind of knew who was gonna win going into this, but it still made Viper look like a monster while logically getting knocked down by all three sisters who tried to outsmart her. They're just not very effective.
1: I was going to say, yeah, I really like this match. The three young sisters get a chance to be in there with the multi-time world champion for multiple promotions. And Viper just, you could tell she was having fun for the entirety of it. They even made you think every now and then with some of the sneaky pins that the sisters actually had a chance, so they kept you invested. And it just seemed like, like I said, everybody had a fun time in this match. What did you think, Dr. The Wife?
0: Mm, I got to go back on my notes. I think they mentioned it was like a handicap match, right? Yep. And I wondered, well, you know, this might be a handicap match, but man, do they take them bumps. And they looked like they hurt just the same.
1: Yeah. I'd say it was almost like the handicap was they needed three more sisters. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Though... Mad props to Rena. Like she was constantly trying to get up in Viper's face and like flex. And I'm like, Rena, you're half her size. What are I you thought doing?
0: That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah,
1: like it was a really nice spot. Rena's Rena's come a long way in the what three episodes now since her debut.
2: Yep. It's the only tag match of the night, and it sees the team of Maddie Apache and Sadie Gibbs take on Jungle and Monster. Matt gave us a little bit into Sadie Gibbs earlier. Wife. Can you tell us what Marty said and then somebody tell us what Sadie tried to say? All right.
0: Well, I didn't pay too much attention to Sadie, but Mari, what she said was actually pretty short, which I was surprised about. Mari says, okay, this is the first day that I will have the pleasure to work with her. I have seen her work and she is an excellent wrestler. Mari Apache and her will win. Now, the one thing I do want to mention here is the fact that she never mentions her name. It just, she just says her. So I'm guessing she didn't really remember what her name was uh, in terms of Sadie, But I thought that was kind of funny where she was like, yes, her. Yes, her, 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 her.
1: It's funny that you mentioned that because Sadie <laughs> says, Hi, guys, I'm Sadie. I'm here with my teammate. She also doesn't know her teammate's name. We're taking on strong opponents today, but I'm Lucha trained, as is she. And we're both here to show who's...
2: Yes, That's that is quote. entirely accurate. <laughs> <laughs> quote,
1: I don't know what she was trying to say there. <laughs> Holy crap, Sadie. I don't like to be negative. Worst promo we've seen in stardom to date.
0: It was actually a pretty weird one, too, because as one was talking, the other one was kind of looking away, trying to not seem awkward, but made it even more awkward, especially Sadie when Marty was talking.
1: Like Sadie really awkward. looks super nervous to be here. It just looked awkward. And like I said, her promo literally just petered out with her mumbling some word as Mary then kicked in with the Spanish. Yeah. And like you said, neither of them seem to know each other's name. Also, I thought it was funny that Sadie said she was Lucha trained. So I looked this up and she did actually used to wrestle in the Lucha London League, which is a combination of words I never thought I would say. I didn't realize London had a huge lucha
2: scene. I did not know that those words could even exist together. Right. We then
1: shoot over to the Jan locker room and we get the typical Jan intros. As they all say, Happy New Year's. No, 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 no. Happy Jungle Year. Jungle says, Happy New Year. Today, Monster and I start the new year together. It looks like we're facing a new foreign wrestler. They don't even know her name. No one knows Sadie's name. (laughs) But we'll beat her down with our power. All right, then. Let's go. Jungle, jungle.
2: Uh, We start off with Monster and Sadie as they walk around trying to figure out how to take advantage of the situation. Sadie tries to offer a handshake, but tricks Monster with a kick. In return, Monster tries to bowl her over to no avail. But after a missed crossarm from Sadie, Monster manages to take her down. Jungle comes in to help out a little, but Mighty quickly takes care of that. With Jungle out of the way, Sadie impressively and safely body slams Monster. This is by far the best body slam I've seen in a while.
1: It's the best move she does in the match.
2: <laughs> I wasn't trying to go that low with it, but whatever. <laughs> I was trying to compliment here. <laughs> uh,
1: yes, good job, Sadie. Yeah.
2: This is followed by a headstand into the knees across the chest, and he gets a good reaction from the crowd, too. Tam does it better. She lets the crowd soak it in for a second and then hits a backflip to land the knees again onto Monster. Old Ref is impressed as well, ever so slightly.
1: Can, how can you tell when, when he's impressed? He always I, looks the same.
2: I could. I have the ability to read this man's emotions. Okay. This has been a meticulous study. You stop learning Japanese to learn old ref body language. <laughs> He doesn't even have to verbally communicate. He can just glare at you. (laughs) Stiff uppercut to Monster right after the two count. She goes up for another pin attempt, but Jungle breaks it up and Mighty is in, and she immediately puts the boots and chops on the Monster. A dropped hole for Mighty sees her lock in the bow and arrow on Monster for some good elevation. She lets it go and starts working Monster over again. Monster does try to get in some elbows, but Mighty shrugs it off with a kick. As Mighty is running the ropes, Jungle comes in, and together, they shoulder-tackle Mighty. It only puts her down long enough for Monster to get in a legal tag. Jungle is excited to be in and gets straight to work, but Mighty is using her size advantage to blow it off until Jungle manages to put her down. As Jungle is running the ropes to hit a crossbody arm onto a city Mighty, Old Ref narrowly escapes death. I don't want to say he was in the wrong spot and readjusting himself, because it's Old Ref, and he's never wrong. No, he was where he was supposed to be. Up from that... Jungle runs the ropes again, but Maddie is up and just kicks the shit out of Jungle's throat. My yeah. goodness.
1: Yeah. All the spells yeah. kick him
2: in the throat.
0: Yeah, those kicks that she puts on people, you can you feel it. That's the funny part.
2: Sadie is tagged in again and does some impressive flips across the ring to hit Jungle in the corner. Matt, who did this? I cannot remember.
1: Every female wrestler ever. Thank you. But no, I like I want to give her props on this. I know China used to do it. The cartwheel flip into the back handspring. Yeah, I
0: thought that was cool.
1: I yeah, it. she did it better than about any other person I've seen do it. I have to give her props on this. But a lot of the women in the 90s did this move. And some of the guys.
2: And then Sadie does a backflip to lock her feet around the head of Jungle into her Karana. This is pretty impressive, too. Yeah. It puts Jungle into the other corner, and as Sadie is running after her, Jungle puts a stop to it with a jump and kick to the baby maker. Jungle tries to get the upper hand but Sati rolls a pin attempt out, and Jungle quickly puts her back down on the mat. Monster comes in and puts some feet to Sati, and then tries for a suplex. It doesn't happen, so Monster turns it into a self-rock bottom. Quickly assisted with Jungle mowing Sati down, and then trying to occupy Mighty to prevent her assist. This time, Monster manages to get in a single-leg underhook suplex, but it doesn't get the three as Mighty broke free and interrupted the count. Monster and Jungle try to make Mighty pay for her actions, but off the ropes, and Mighty hits a spinning leg kick to the both of them. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. The two roll outside the ring, and Mighty sets them up for Sadie to fly. Sadie then performs her Olympic dive to the outside, bowling everybody over to the amazement of the crowd. While Sadie is taking it in, Mighty does some cleanup work.
1: This was a cool spot, but it took a little bit too long to set up.
2: Back in the ring with Sadie a monster, and Sadie hits some kicks, followed by a, what is this, a spinning followaway slam, or something like that, right? Yep. And that sees Sadie get the three in 636 with Amazing Grace as her theme afterwards. Uh, sure.
1: Yeah, that's one of our other wrestling personas. If you notice, it's on her jacket, too, Amazing Grace. That is one of her other wrestling names.
0: Yeah, I, I actually commented on that one. I didn't, I'm sorry, but I didn't really like her song.
1: And again, I don't want to stay too negative. This is my least favorite match we've done for stardom. Sadie is our first, I would say, kind of spot wrestler that's popped up in stardom who wrestles for spots instead of trying to tell a story in the ring. Not really my style. She's very athletic. I don't want to take that away from her. The the flips and everything, she pulls them off perfectly. It's just not my style of wrestling. This match was a little boring to me.
2: I have nothing else to add to that. I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I love everybody in this match. However, it seemed like everybody was kind of just setting Sadie up for the match. Yeah. A little bit too forced for me.
1: Yeah, me too. Her moves were pretty flawless, but it was—it just seemed choreographed to me.
2: It was a pretty quick match, and it saw her debut, and it highlighted why she's in stardom because of her moveset and everything like that. she She's solid. Mm-hmm. And this match was really all about her. I think, though, that she was so nervous that it kind of just threw everything off a little bit. Right. But give her time, she'll fit in.
1: Yeah, it probably also didn't help that, for me, this was a step down for Jungle for what she's been doing over the past couple months. I don't know. It just fell flat for me.
2: Well, I haven't found Old Ref living in the back eating his dinner yet, but I did find Natsu eating hers. A triple tag match tonight sees Oedotai against Hana, Jamie Hayter, and Bobby Tyler. We get the
1: weirdest promo of the night, but not the weirdest audio tie promo ever. As, like you said, we shoot to the back where Natsu is eating soup, while Nao watches. Kigitsu and Hazuki both say, Happy New Year. Kigitsu says, It's troublesome to work on New Year's. Holidays, stupid stardom. Hazuki says, Don't be silly. Kigitsu says, Look at Natsu, she's eating mochi. Nao says, That's right, that's right. Natsu says, It's from the pink cat bus. They sell yummy wild boar. Kumara-san, it's yummy. Thank you. Keiketsu says, well, I'm glad you guys are having fun. At which point, now corpses.
2: Hard. (laughs) Hard.
1: (laughs) Keiketsu says, as for the match, enjoy it. Dozo? (laughs) At this point, I'd like to point out a public service announcement. And we'll only say it this one time instead of point it out throughout the entirety of the show. But with so many British debuts on this episode, Bad is back. Alright, so all four ladies are currently in the ring, and at this point, I feel like I have to just point out, if you're a British female wrestler in stardom, you feel like we should see your ass. Because every British female wrestler has shown their ass in stardom. And by that, I just mean, get some bigger trunks. We'll touch on the masses some more tomorrow. We then shoot over to the other locker room. What? Go on. Where I didn't take notes. Good for you. Hold on. I knew I took I know I took notes on this.
2: <laughs> Sir not appearing in this film.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: His notes. Um. Yeah, apparently I didn't take notes on this. It was basically just Hana saying, we're going to go out there and kick some ass. There wasn't a lot.
2: You're probably wondering what the pink cat bus is for some of our listeners out there. Hell yeah, I'm wondering too. Well, I actually know the answer to this. It's Kyoko hana's mother it's her food truck that she owns and operates since her retirement from the ring and an original member of oedota that's a nice time if you are fortunate enough to attend a stardom show in the future like us hopefully then you are more than likely to spot mrs kimura whenever stardom is in the tokyo area i hear she also shows up to all japan shows as well and i have it on very good authority that her food is pretty awesome it was another stellar promo from Oedotai, 11 on 10, followed by yep. an 11 on 10 Oedotai dance.
0: Yeah. One of the things that I noticed about this sequence was one of them didn't seem too into it. Is that always what happens when they do that?
1: Oh, yeah, because Oedotai is all about giving your half-ass best,
2: not your best. Oh, I
0: see. Gotcha. All right. I understand now.
2: I see what you did there, Matt. Yeah. Old Ref is getting in his overtime pay on this show. He kicks us off with Natsu and, hang on a second, I actually have a very weird moment going into this match here, Matt. What's that? I cannot tell the white women apart. Bobby Tyler's blonde. Jamie Hader's black-haired. It didn't matter to me. I had to go back and redo my notes all over the place here. Fair. This is Bobby, right? Yes, Bobby starts off. I, we have been watching Stardom long enough now to where the white girls are throwing me off. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell white women apart. They all look the same. I know. <laughs> Natsu looks to be going for a lockup, but decides to have some fun and starts a sing-along. I have Happy New Year crowd work from Natsu. Old ref, slightly amused as he keeps Hana's team from interrupting it. Natsu is good now and tags in Kagetsu for her and Bobby, right? Yeah, we
1: just get some hey-oh, hey Tag to Kegetsu immediately.
2: But when Keigitsu comes in, it starts the wrestling part of the match. Kegetsu just outclasses her and relaxes in the corner for Hazuki to tag in. Th- this was... All over the place. <laughs> yeah. I had the
1: note as Hazuki and Tyler work. Tyler's not exactly up to Hazuki's level, but she's doing as best as she can.
2: They go into a collar and elbow lockup, and Hazuki quickly comes away the winner of it. They trade wrist locks until Hazuki puts her in a headlock, some back and forth until Bobby catches her in a rough looking arm drag, and then, holy shit, a knee to the back of the head. I say that, and it was supposed to be a knee to the face but it drove all the way through her skull to reach the back. This was rough looking. Bobby quickly tags in Jamie, and thank God now trips her up in the ropes because Hazuki looked like she needed a minute. Oh, my goodness. And now it's
1: our time, our favorite point of any time match, and those poor chairs.
2: Now drags Jamie to the outside. I don't think Jamie realized how close to the edge of the apron she was either because she just kind of just flopped out of the ring. Oh, yeah. Kegetsu and Natsu entertain the other two as Suzuki follows Jamie to the outside. While this is going on, I could swear that I heard Jamie yell, Help! Stop it! She did. She did. <laughs> I think she was yelling, Help! Hana! Help! But yeah. It's okay. I'm pretty sure if Izuki was giving me the business, I'd be doing the same thing. Same. Yeah. I hear chairs in the background, but the focus seems to be on Kegetsu and Hana. It doesn't play a part in the match at all, but I noticed our first flannel shirt spotting in stardom as there is some white guy in a ball cap in the front row. Some of you that are familiar with me may be thinking, I'm a time traveler. Not yet. <laughs> Up at the top of the stands, Hana sends Keigetsu to the front row via express mail. Back in the ring, and we have Hazuki and Jamie. And Hazuki is just woman-handling her all over the place. KeGetsu comes in to join her for a double-team drop-toe hold and flying body drop. In the ropes, Hazuki comes over to put her boot in Jamie's face. She follows it up with running across the ring and kick to the face, which she always makes look like a million bucks here. Yeah. Natsu is in, and she attacks a down Jamie until kind of just starts fighting back. But Natsu calls for a break, as you do in wrestling, right? The fake cry? Yeah. <laughs> I love this spot. As Jamie slightly buys into it, Natsu elbows her in the jaw.
1: I want to point out at this moment too, like out of all the people that are our first times tonight, Jamie is the closest one to working a stardom style match. Like she's selling the way stardom women sell. Props to her.
2: Into the corner, we get some boots and the Bronco Buster. I know I did it the last time we did a Natsu match, but I'm still adding in the humping robot sounds because I still find it hilarious. (laughs) <laughs> jamie starts gagging while being pulled out of the corner is she trying to imply something here
1: i think she is and i think everybody got a kick out of it
2: a fight to see who can power slam who happens and it sees jamie hit a solid knee to Natsu's jaw area a quick reset and jamie rock bottoms Natsu down at first i thought it was going to be across her knee for a backbreaker because the camera work was kind of off center a little bit and it looked okay. really good yeah Hana's in, and she just plows everyone over with her boots. A failed pin attempt sees her try and suplex Natsu, but Oedotaya comes in to try and take over the match. Hana anticipates being tossed into the ropes by Keigitsu and Hazuki, and double drop kicks them both to the outside. While her focus is back on Natsu, she is able to hit a beautiful vertical suplex. Off the ropes, and somehow Natsu has the whip, and she starts taking it to Hana with it. Keigitsu is up on the apron, quick to distract old ref. Nice underhook suplex from Natsu to Hana, and we see Hazuki get tagged back in. Her and Hana trade angry elbows in the middle of the ring until Hana kicks the shit out of her. That's okay. Hazuki returns with it a stiff kick to Hana to lay them both out for hot tags. Yeah,
1: I just have it in my notes. Damn I miss Hana and Hazuki's big boots. They're both so
2: good at this. Keigitsu and Bobby are in. Bobby, right? Bobby. Okay. Kagetsu tosses Bobby into the ropes and now is there to miss her. Wait, what? Yep. That's kind of off. Shot her with, with Bobby stumbling into the corner, Kagetsu and Hazuki Irish whip her across the ring. Natsu clears the opposite corner and Kagetsu whips Hazuki and Natsu into Bobby and now holds them into place. I will say that the corner hit that Hazuki put into Bobby looked to be a bit of a receipt from earlier. Bobby ducks out of the way to put Kegetsu into the corner, and instead she takes advantage of it, and also quickly punches Now out of the corner.
1: That was a really good spot. Like, I thought she was going to punch Kegetsu, but she
2: swerves at the last second and punches Now down instead. Bobby splashed Kegetsu in the corner, and then lands a self-rock bottom out of it. Looked nice.
1: Yeah, this is another hanging STO. I like Bobby, but damn, she screams too much.
2: I just had it in my notes right here, Matt. I did too. Yep. I, I have right here, she may be the only one that can out-scream jungle during a match. Right?
0: <laughs> I was wondering if you can make a song out of all the times she was screaming.
2: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody with Fruity Loops, comment below. <laughs> <laughs> We're lazy. Bobby hits a stiff boot to Kegetsu and everybody's in there to break up the pin. With the ring kind of cleared, Bobby looks to be going after Kegetsu, But Jamie comes in and hits Bobby with a back-breaking suplex. What, what's going on here? I'll get to that in a minute. She sets up Bobby in the corner for Kagetsu to hit the Oido coaster and dumps Hana outside for trying to help Bobby. Kagetsu manages to get the three in 10:23. They had me hook, line, and sinker. Oh, yeah. Me too.
1: When Bobby hit the big boot and went for the pin, I was watching it and I had to watch it three times because they all, like you said, they all dove in to break up the pin. I noticed also that Jamie dove in and actually is the one who broke up the pin. And I made a note that I was like, that's actually kind of awesome. It looked like she was diving to stop the other two from breaking up the pin, to stop odiotai from breaking up the pin, and actually just got there a little too soon. And I was like, that's a really cool spot. Man, I wish the timing had been better. And then Jamie immediately attacks Bobby, and I'm like, oh, holy shit, this is betrayal. More betrayal.
2: They, yeah, they totally, totally got me on this one. Uh, post-match, we see Oedotai come into the ring, and Kagetsu picks up the bike yep yeah, kigitsu says shinkiba how you
1: doing what just happened that was a surprise what is all this what does it mean jamie tell us what it means go ahead speak your mind jamie says kigitsu you are the president of stardom i think she means prime minister odiotai owns and takes over stardom every show and i want in so make it happen kigitsu says welcome to Tai. tomorrow jamie will be with odiotai tomorrow's card is gonna change
0: I was surprised by that. I thought they were going to break out into a fight or something.
1: Yeah, it was, like I said, a super out of nowhere. Totally shocking. Good job, girls. Also, the match was really good.
2: <laughs> it was a good match that saw a lot of stiffness. I would have loved to have seen Hana highlighted more since she appears to have graduated from the tutorship of huh. She's used here to introduce and elevate two new ladies. We just got introduced to them, and one of them turned as well. A little quick for my taste. But it was played out perfectly in the match.
1: Well, you got to remember, this is not her debut. She did show up before
2: in our series. I mean, yeah, yeah, for our main event, and oddly enough, for our show close to Thanksgiving, it's the Survivor Series. I got to, I, I got to find a way to get Vince in there, saying, bellowing that without getting copyright struck.
1: Can you use OSWs
2: <laughs> without getting copyright struck? <laughs>
1: That's what I'm saying. Use somebody that's uh no no
2: no 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 no. we ain't using them for one we ain't got enough potatoes and for two (laughs) we're better. Fair, fair point. Much better product. With the teams of stars, Arisa, Tam, Starlight Kid, Natsumi, and Saki. Saki versus Queen's Quest, Momo, Konami, Utami, Utami, Azumi, and B. Sorry, hold on for a second. Yeah. Me from the future. Just sent
1: me a message saying you better put some respect on Atami's name. We'll see.
2: (laughs) Congratulations to Atami. Those of you in our age group may remember the Survivor Series always took place on Thanksgiving. They have since moved it to the traditional pay-per-view Sunday, but I remember growing up knowing Thanksgiving for three things. Are you ready, Matt? Because you remember them for the same things. Yep. Cowboys played on Thanksgiving always. The Survivor Series was on that night, and for some reason there was a lot of food that day. Yep. We cut over to the stars and P-Chan is completely out of the bandages and into a nice outfit. Yeah.
1: Saki Yo- says, Happy New Year. And then all of the stars locker room has a seizure.
2: <laughs> I know, right?
1: <laughs> they said, Hey, Odeotai, you think you got weird promos? Watch this. After they calm down and put the wallets in their mouth, Starlight Kids says, Tomorrow I have a future of stardom title defense versus Utami. Today is an elimination match. And while stars wins... I'm going to keep my eyes on Tommy Tomorrow, I'd like to defend this successfully. I really like that she's pointing out the future feuds as well as putting over the current match. Someone, I don't know who, then says, You'll win. And I say this because I watched this multiple times and nobody's mouth moved. But somebody said, You'll win. We then shoot over to Tam who says, Of course I face Momo for the white belt at Korakuren, so let's win today. Arisa tries to cheer her on. Tam looks away in disappointment. Arisa says, why? It's a good feeling here. Tam says, no, our eyes met. Arisa says, it's okay. Saki, take it away. Saki says, let's hurry up. Starlight says, it's the first match of the year. Let's do it. And then a wild Mayu appears.
0: You just say a wild Mayu appears?
2: Yes. Yes, I have in my notes here, I already did a Pokemon reference earlier. Anything you want me to do for a wild Mayu appearing?
0: Yeah. It makes it sound like a uh, National Geographic. A wild line appears.
1: We then shoot over to Momo, oh. who says, Happy New Year's. It's a five on five elimination match against Stars. I think Stars without Mayu is weak, so we'll show them that we are stronger. Tomorrow, Uta, who I'm assuming is short for Utami, faces Kid. Today is a preview. Utami, today is a preview. <laughs> And it's important. I wrote words, but I can't read them. Yeah, very and good. We then shoot to ringside where Arissa has a bag of something.
2: Yeah, what was that? I don't know. It looked like maybe some kind of sweet roll. I, I don't know. Race car ref is in, and he tries to get things underway. All the wrestlers meet in the middle of the ring for handshakes, and QQ psychs them out to mild booze. Arissa looks like a giant here. I didn't realize how tall she was. Yeah. We start with Tam and Momo. They test out some kicks back and forth, and Tam connects with the first few. But Momo isn't phased by it and returns some of her own. She knocks down Tam first, and we get some rope running for Momo to knock down Tam again with a dropkick. As Momo is pinning Tam, she bridges out oppressively and bounces off the ropes to hit a flying snapmare. I love when she does that pin break. Same. Race car ref barely gets out of Tim's way to hit Momo with the flying knees to the chest. Man, that's twice tonight the refs almost ate it. Mm-hmm. The two go to a standoff for a second, and both decide to tag out. Kid and Utami are in, and wrestling takes place. Yep. Nice arm drag series to Utami, and as Kid comes off the ropes for a crossbody, Utami and Kid do a things, and it sees Kid get a pin attempt on Utami, but it's in the ropes. But Kid drop kicks down to Utami for her troubles. Instead of tagging out, Kid rushes the corner, followed by the rest of the Stars to clear out QQ. That could have worked out really badly there for Kid because she was there a little bit too early for that. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, QQ was caught off guard by what was happening. They're like, wait, what?
1: <laughs> That's because Starlight is so fast.
2: All the stars are in the ring, and as they're about to hit all the drop kicks onto Utami, QQ manages to stop them. Utami grabs Kid and makes her humbell for Momo and Konami to come in and lay in some kicks. With Kid being dragged into the corner by Utami, B is tagged in and goes for that awesome-looking arm stomp.
1: I love this move. Ten on ten. Starlight's so flexible that she makes it look even worse in a good way.
2: Momo is tagged in to help work the arm and clear the stars out from the opposite corner. A snapmare from Momo is followed up by a brutal kick to the back.
1: I have this note. Momo stomps Starlight's face to the mat while she's basically doing the splits. My back
2: broke. Yes. Momo holds up Kid for a stalling power slam, but Kid manages to kick out of the pin attempt. It's Kidami's turn to take it to Kid, and she hits some knees to Kid's back while using the bottom rope as a springboard. Azumi nails a quick dropkick into the corner onto Kid, and then goes to work over the left arm that B and Momo worked on earlier. Continuity! Kid prevents Azumi from suplexing her. This allows Saki to come in and help, and it turns into a five-on-five suplex test of strength. We now have a name for this. What is it? Groupplex. Very good. Thank you. That sounds like an app. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know,
1: but I was like, I, weird that I've never thought of it before. It's a groupplex.
2: As race car ref looks around confused, Tam slips out and grabs him to assist the stars in overcoming the weight and size disadvantage race car ref the face turn
1: (laughs) And the revenge for all the times the refs almost died tonight
2: Viper quickly takes it to race car ref by dragging him outside and the stars hits round sound drop kicks to the rest of the QQ members (laughs) Did you see this? Yeah, I like it. Viper was just like what the hell man? Azumi is being mugged by the stars. Natsumi sets her up in the El Nudo, and the stars take turns jumping on top of her. QQ tries to save Azumi, but it doesn't happen. And we get a bit of order as we have Natsumi and Azumi in the ring. Say that ten times fast. Natsumi connects with a flying body scissors and somehow rolls it into the reverse figure quattro. As the stars try to manage QQ, Azumi amazingly finds the ropes for the break. She had this move locked in good. Elbow trading between Natsumi and Azumi ends with the DDT, but it isn't enough to eliminate Azumi. Natsumi tries to run the corner against Izumi, but Azumi is 12 steps ahead. A snap suplex from her to a Natsumi isn't enough to get the three, but QQ is in for their own surround sound dropkick and get it. Off the top with a double foot stomp, and that's enough for Izumi to eliminate Natsumi. Izumi tries to celebrate, but it's a bit premature, and Saki and Kid go in to try to eliminate her.
1: It's at this but. point that we should note out that I just now realized you could also eliminate people by throwing them over
2: the top rope. The rest of the stars go in, but QQ is there to try and even the odds. Izumi and Konami try to double up on Saki, but she manages to double bulldog them. She has Konami set up in the corner, but as Saki's going in after her, Konami ducks out and it forces Saki to miss with her boot. Her leg is up on the top rope, and Konami proceeds to literally try and kick her butt out of the ring. Yeah. QQ gangs up on Saki to try and knock her off the apron, but Saki is struggling to hold on. The stars come in and try to assist, but end up accidentally knocking Saki off the apron to eliminate her. Two things here. I knew already that in stardom, over-the-top rope eliminations count in a match like this. However, stardom is usually good about putting a subtitle on the screen prior to a match with unique rules like this. Mm -hmm. For some reason, that didn't make it into this show. No. Second, is this where it all started with Saki? Did she misconstrue the helpful and face nature of the stars and turn it into hate and contempt? Or did the evil stars betray her because they knew she was good?
1: But no, I really like this spot, because did you notice that Saki landed on the entrance ramp? Yes. Which is level. So rather than fighting and doing the contrived, like, skin the cat, I'm not going to touch the floor. Her feet are on the floor, but her hands are still on the ropes. And the, the ref doesn't eliminate her until they actually eliminate the hand from rope things. It was a really neat and different way to do this spot that I hadn't seen before.
0: Yeah, I was confused because, it, yeah, some of them got eliminated for just hitting the floor. But then that happened. And I, and I kept thinking, well, why did she get eliminated?
1: Because she was holding onto the rope still
0: then the need for the little disclaimer would be necessary right
2: yeah that's what we're saying usually yeah. they put like a little subtitle when they're making their entrance for the actual match itself and they tell you what the rules are that didn't happen this show for whatever reason okay.
1: but like i said nice spot on an old classic
2: the mess is cleared up and we have konami and Arisa in the ring now as Arisa is about to give the business to konami qq holds her in the ropes Konami attempts to run the ropes herself, and Tam is there to level the playing field. Not to let time go to waste, Kid and Izumi hit some flying drop kicks against the tied-up opponents. Arisa's freed up now, and the unlucky recipient of her foot is Azumi. As Arisa is running the ropes, Azumi invents a new way to try and pin somebody with a modified roll-up. Yeah. Frustrated that it didn't work, she tries some other different roll-ups as well. This back-and-forth had me rewind and watch a couple of times, as it was really, really impressive.
1: Yeah, just have a nice pin reversal spot. It was really cool.
2: And that's one of the many upsides to having a monthly subscription to www.stardom-world.com for only 920 yen a month. How much is that? For only 920 yen a month. That's not very many yen at all. You can go back and watch any amazing match and series like this one and see the expertise being displayed in the ring. We don't get paid by Stardom to shill any of this. We honestly believe that it's money well spent to watch some top-quality wrestling, especially in a time where the plague limits live and in-person attendance. Catch up on this and maybe even find a set of matches or storyline you could suggest we review out of their catalog. Hand hmm same goes for TitleMatchNetwork.com, where you can watch Mission Pro Wrestling. They even offer a two-week free trial, and no, they don't pay us either, but we are open to haggling. Contact us at the email address displayed on the screen faceforwrestling@gmail.com. at gmail.com we're susceptible to bribery <laughs> okay. back in the ring and it looks like Arissa is going for a corner splash onto Azumi. nope she just woman handles her down to the mat and it's enough to get Azumi eliminated while no one was paying attention Konami found her way to the top turnbuckle for an unsuspecting Arissa, and oh shit both feet went through the throat yep Konami is then whipped into the ropes by Kid, but she jumps and bounces off the second rope to hit a spinning leg to knock Kid down. And then Konami dropkicks Kid right in the top of the head. Pause this match and someone get Konami a therapist because someone or something obviously has her wanting to try to kill everybody involved in this match.
1: I think it's also doesn't help her that Starlight doesn't know how to take a move without putting her entire body into taking the move. You're gonna kick me in the face? Okay, I'm going to throw my face at your foot. (laughs) It's
0: so funny. Just even imagining that is funny.
2: Somehow, Kid kicks out of the pin attempt, and as Konami is running to the top turnbuckle to mess up Kid some more, she's pushed to the outside by Kid for the surprising elimination. Just chunked her. QQ seems to be a bit upset with this, and they try to spill Kid over the top as she celebrated too close to them. But Tam is there to help save the day, as her and Kid hit some DDTs to the remaining QQ members over the top rope. And I don't know if you caught it here, but Kid actually messed up. No, they didn't. Uh Aha, I have this note.
1: I thought they messed up, but if you watch it back, Tam actually tagged herself in right before it
2: happened. Did she?
1: Yeah, race car ref does the little finger point to say that he acknowledged the tag
2: right before it happened. Ooh, that's th- slick. Yeah, I thought the same thing. It was weird, too, because race car ref was way in the back of the ring, and everybody was in front of him. Also of note at this point in the match, Ariza hasn't been at the corner since her nasty catch in the throat. I hope she's okay.
1: I also have the note that I forgot Arissa and B were in the match at this point.
2: Momo and Tam are in the ring and they try to trade kicks. Tam goes for a German suplex, but Momo resets her clock with a kick to the head. Mm-hmm. They run back and forth across the ring, trading more kicks and knees until they are both on the apron from having gone over the top and start fighting it out there. Momo goes for a peach sunrise on the apron and hits it safely. Super safe. And follows that up with the running knees. Tam bridges out of it and hits the German suplex. After hitting it, they both fall off to the floor, and it's a double elimination. Matt, Momo, and Tam did this entire series on the ring apron. Yeah, such a good spot my god at how awesome these two ladies are
1: and how safe it seemed like i every time they would set up i was like this is gonna be terrible and then they would just land it perfect
2: the bell isn't even done ringing yet and, and utami and kid are flying back in kid hits a drop kick to utami and utami returns the favor with the snap mare. stiff reverse rushing leg sweep and whip into the corner kid moves and utami is there to receive a drop kick and then Kid's corner-assisted snapmare A failed penitent by Kid sees her try and run the ropes for something, but Utami was there with a stiff arm drag. Some running back and forth, and Kid tries to hurry Karana Utami, but it ain't happening. Utami just woman-handles her up to try and powerbomb her to the outside over the top rope. Kid works it into a successful Hurakarana. but the momentum carries Kid as well over the top for another double elimination. Another really good spot. And Kid, by far, takes the worst dump to the outside here.
1: Yeah, she's she's in that Mayu
2: school of, I'm going to make everything look way worse than it should be. Arisa actually tried to save her here. Yeah. And I think it was both in a wrestling and real life sense.
1: Yeah, no, there was some definite hurry up to Arissa in this, try to catch her.
2: I had here, I think she was legitimately worried about Kid, Mm -hmm. but not so much because she just bolts to meet B in the middle of the ring as they are the last two left in the match. Yeah,
1: like I said, I had forgotten that they were both in the match at this point.
2: B ducks a kick from Arissa and manages to connect with one of her own. Arissa falls down from it. But as B is running to capitalize, Arissa hits her with a foot to the jaw. Arissa is working to get up top, but B meets her to try and eliminate her. Arissa kicks B in the chest to push her back a little bit and reset. But Arissa took a little too long and B successfully roundhoused Arissa. B tosses her off the turnbuckle, but Arissa lands on the apron to avoid elimination. As B is getting her bearing straight, she goes to knock Arissa off the apron, but Arissa pulls down the ropes to have B fly over. Arissa then starts trying to kick her down. Both ladies are on their feet and trading elbows on the apron. B catches Arissa's leg and picks her up for a backpack ass drop onto the ring apron. What is it with using the apron like this? This has to hurt pretty bad
1: yeah I think it's just to add the drama of you know any move could cause an elimination they might have used it a little bit too much in this match
2: I understand why they did it because you're making new and creative ways to kind of avoid elimination and stuff and I, I think it's cool yeah Slow to get up, B tries to grab Arissa. Arissa misses her first kick but connects with the stutter kick and I am glad to see it back. I love the stutter kick. B is barely holding on and Arissa is going to run the apron, but B is up and counters with the B's knees and it knocks Arissa to the floor for the final elimination and B is the sole survivor at 1750. Given her and QQ the first main event win of 2019.
1: And correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the fourth British lady to go over tonight.
2: I think so, yeah. I didn't even yeah, Vi- think about that. Viper went over.
1: Sadie went over. Jamie lost, but went over by doing betrayal, and now B. Huh.
0: Definitely an interesting experience, this one was. Yeah. And this match, too, because when they did the whole multiple body slams and then got the ref involved, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm hooked.
1: Yeah, this was a really good main event for your first show of the year. Uh, It was high-paced when it needed to be. They had a little bit of comedy by throwing in the ref. You just had everybody got a chance to showcase. It wasn't a typical elimination match where somebody's eliminated 30 seconds in. Like, it actually, they gave it some time to work. Everybody got a chance to look good. Even Natsumi, who was eliminated first, she got her El Nudo's in. She got her reverse quattro in. So nobody came out of it looking terrible. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: This match was pretty wild. Everyone involved worked their asses off and didn't shortcut anything. Everyone involved in this match could easily main event their own show and have done so in the past already, with the exception of Natsumi, I think. Yeah. Post-match, Momo grabs the mic and gives us the match breakdown.
1: Yeah, Momo says, QQ won a great start to the new year. Hey, Tam, tonight we were both eliminated at the same time, but so what? In our match, I'm going to convincingly beat you. Get ready for my successful title defense. Do you have anything to say? She then offers the mic to Tam, who goes to grab it. But Momo pulls it back immediately and says, Thank you very much. Stars go away. QQ1, so we'll close the show. And do you know what this means, right?
0: No. What does it mean, the mat?
1: It means that Momo once again forgot that Atami was supposed to talk. Because Atami takes the mic away from her and says, Before you go, Starlight Kid, tomorrow we have a future of stardom title match. I will not lose to you. And I will take that belt. Anything to say? And she offers the mic to Starlight, but then immediately pulls it away. Very well, Stars. Please leave. In 2019, I'm going after every belt I can. After the future match tomorrow, Viper, I want your belt too. Viper looks a little bit shocked for a second, but then they immediately shake hands and agree that it'll be a contest between stablemates and that there's no hard feelings. In order to bring all the belts to QQ, I'm going to go after all the belts. So please give me your support. Momo says, I'd like to give a resolution for QQ. In 2019, QQ will win all of the belts. That's it. And we get the QQ closeout
2: for the show. This show put the punctuation on the the end-of-the-year climax show and built some of the matches coming up at the anniversary show even better. The backdrop for the main event was the new Tam and Momo feud going into their singles match coming up in a couple of weeks. It was also a surprisingly short show with match time checking in at only 43 minutes and 56 seconds. So for a show taking place at 6 p.m. on a Wednesday, an hour and a half considering introductions, to me is just the right length. Yeah. We're still in the holiday break period, and this allows for people to take a small bit of time to go see and get back into the vacation and family stuff afterwards. So mm-hmm. a little bit of this, I want to s- stay caught up and get away from the family for a minute and then go back to doing that. Yeah, And with that, the new year is officially underway for stardom and it appears that there are big things lined up
1: so waldo what was your match of the night
2: pulling another surprise out of one of my many ball caps is the match being match of the night for me stuck with no singles matches for me to choose from the main event showcased stardom's talent and the promotion's ability to give focus in what would normally be a match all over the place elsewhere it also did a great job in stirring the pot and putting in some potential storylines later on matt doctor my wife what about y'all
1: yeah i also went with the uh elimination matches the match of the night It put over two of the hot angles going on at the moment with kid and utami defending the title the next night and momo and tam setting up for the white belt defense as well as showcasing six other ladies like it, it was just so much going on and but it, everything was handled really well doctor the wife
0: You may find uh, what I'm about to say very interesting because I normally go for my usual response. I would say Mari, but surprisingly the match that Mari was in wasn't as interesting i guess as the last one so i have to agree the last one was was pretty interesting and i think mostly because of the comedy they put in there because i think that's what got me hooked actually mm-hmm. was the um, the multiple body slams and the fact that the ref actually played into that i thought was pretty fun it actually made me smile watching it so nice. it had to be the last one
1: Cool, cool. now that leaves us with the ever popular hill of the night segment i think for me tonight it's got to be jamie's betrayal of bobby and hannah it was really the only super heel move of the night so for me and jamie you get it tonight dr the wife that was
0: exactly my thought too that her betrayal was the the highlight with regard to the the person that i would choose
2: okay and walda not able to let the accident go heel of the night goes to saki for holding on to grudges that just didn't need to be held on to damn it saki That's it for this episode. When this episode drops, it'll be right after Thanksgiving for those listeners in the States. So, happy Thanksgiving.
1: And it'll be right before Christmas, so...
2: Episode 16 (laughs) will release right after the New Year, so a preemptive... Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all of you out there on this episode as well, too. Be sure to catch us on all the usual places within social media at Face for Wrestling on the Twatter and Facebook. Feel free to ask us more questions or Top Matt on the Reddit, and you can catch the audio version of this episode on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to stutter kick the subscribe button here on YouTube. As always, check out www.stardom-world.com where you can get some amazing wrestling action for only 920 yen a month. I'm Waldo. I'm the map.
0: And I'm Dr. The Y.
2: Don't forget, everyone is different and everyone is good.